everyone, Athena Dean Holtz with Redemption Press here. Are you a coach, pastor, blogger, small group leader, thought leader, ministry, or industry professional with a message that could benefit others? If so, we'd love to help you produce a professional book that can open new doors and be an impact to other people's lives. We'd love to hear about your idea and see how we can help with our personalized writing coaches and professional editorial team. Visit redemption-press.com. It's the Messiah Community Radio Talk Show. This is Michael James Lauren, your host. A special treat, it's the new year, and we have Dr. Amy Johnson with us. The book, The Little Book of Change. It's the big little book of change, and people all over are, what, Amy, just kind of like starting, uh, you know, making these changes for the new year. By the way, welcome to the program. Thanks, Michael. Our sponsors with over 90 years experience in developing audio electronics, Bayer Dynamics stands for innovative audio products with the highest sound quality and pioneering technology. Two business divisions, consumer and installation, provide tailored solutions for professional and private users, while products are developed in Germany and primarily manufactured by hand. From headphones to microphones and conference and interpretation systems, for more information, please visit north-america.bayerdynamic.com. And by Vocal Booth to Go carries a complete line of products and accessories specifically designed for voiceover actors, audio professionals, podcasters, producers, and studio owners to help them get professional results for their clients. It's your go-to place for sound treatment, soundproofing, portable, and mobile vocal booths. Visit VocalBoothToGo.com for more information. And Oralex Acoustics has one mission to make you sound your best. Thousands of satisfied Oralex customers have experienced improved acoustics along with free expert advice, total sound control products from Oralex. Enjoy widespread use among prominent artists, producers, engineers, and corporations worldwide. Remember, it's not your gear, it's the room. Visit Oralex.com for more information. And great audio starts with great gear. And Zoom's 30-year reputation promises quality and affordability. Visit zoom-na.com today for recorders, audio interfaces, effects pedals, and more. We're Zoom, and we're for creators. So this is important to have you on at this particular point because as far as breaking habit, and you talk about willpower in your book, uh, making changes and doing it you know, with slight increments, uh, right about now, would you say that people are starting to get off their diets? <laughs> well, uh, they have, statistically speaking, we have about 10 days left. So we're recording this on January 7th. Statistically speaking, by January 17th, which also happens to be my birthday, which oh, is wow. kind of cool. Birthday. Yeah. <laughs> uh, by January 17th, most people have ditched their resolutions. And that's really um, unbelievable. And people start strong. Uh, you know, I know I try to wake, <laughs> I try to wake up at five o'clock in the morning. I'm, I know a lot of people could do that, but it seems like yeah, you can get on a roll and then all of a sudden it stops and, and you talk about a lot of things. Now, this book could be for anybody. It could be someone, let's just say with OCD. It could be for someone who just wants to break a habit. Tell me why you wrote this book. Yeah, well, I, um, I wrote it because I struggled to change for a long time. And in a lot, in I think a lot of the ways that other people struggle to change, meaning and really consistent with what we're talking about with resolutions and why people are ditching them by the 17th, is because we're super well-meaning. We have a lot of effort and strength and discipline in us. But 
that stuff only goes so far, you know, like we can have all the intentions in the world. We're not lazy people. We're not weak. We're not quitters. But we are in a sense when, for the most part, when people try to change where we've been kind of pointed is, is to look at the behavior or the, the kind of outward manifestation, like the thing that's showing up in our lives, you're sleeping in too late or you're not working out or you gain too much weight or whatever, and try to make that different. And that makes perfect sense. It's very logical, right? If you, if you need to lose weight or if you're drinking too much or whatever, like you're going to think of a behavioral strategy for the most part to mm-hmm. change that. But, but in a sense, that's like just the tip of the iceberg. And so when we just say, oh, I'm going to wake up every day at five or I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that, and we don't change on the inside at all. We don't, see any, we don't see anything differently. We just kind of go about the behaviors differently. We only have about three and a half weeks in us until we just get exhausted because it takes effort to just do behavior differently. Well, it's amazing that we have so little insight into our lives and we try so hard. You know, you mentioned in your book, there's a popular saying uh, in addiction recovery, your best thinking got you here. Everything you've ever done is the best you could have done at the moment from the state of mind in which you found yourself. So if you take it there that, you know, all of a sudden people think that they should drastically change a New Year's resolution, is it better just to not have a New Year's resolution? Well, I don't know. I don't know that it's better to not have them, but I think if we if we have them, it's better to look a little deeper than just here's this thing out there I want to have look different. You know, here's what I want to have changed. So kind of like you're saying like like let's look at what's the thinking? Like what's what's our belief about life? Like what what's the consciousness that we're in? How do we when we look out at the world around us, how do we see things? Because that's not the world out there. That's our own mind projecting that to us. So when we start to get curious about things at that level, that's where when that shifts, you know, when our consciousness shifts, when we're seeing a new reality, well, that's going to be some lasting deep change, very different than struggling through with willpower. So what do you do? Someone comes to see you, Dr. Amy Johnson. And by the way, she is a master life coach who works with clients worldwide and also the author of Being Human, and you've been featured on the Steve Harvey Show and Oprah.com. You met Oprah? No, I didn't meet Oprah, but I wrote for the website quite a it's bit. It's close enough. You get, yeah. you, you get some pass on that. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to, hard to meet Oprah, but that's pretty cool. Not many, you know, how many people could say that, that they weren't, you know, <laughs> writing for Oprah.com. But um, so someone comes to see you and what are, what's the diagnostic that you want to know? Right off the bat, you know, again, this is the little book of big change. And so how do you kind of... Uh, I don't know, do your diagnostic. Yeah. Well, we, you know, their diagnostic, as far as I'm concerned, is like, you know, if you're unhappy, let's just, let's just change that. So I'm not gonna, you know, it's not about like, oh, here's the criteria and here's the, here's the label that fits you and all of that. But if someone comes and they want to break some habit or they want to stop worrying so much or feeling so anxious or whatever it might be, we look at where our experience comes from and we look at who we are beyond that experience. So let's say, let's take worry, for example. Now, I consider worry a habit like any other habit, right? It's a, our mind just plays things out and ruminates and worries about things often for some people. So if someone says, I'm just in my head all the time and I'm worrying, you know, it's not like, oh, think this instead. 
or let's change these things in your life so that you, in your outside world, so that you worry less. It's really an exploration into how our mind works. Like, you know, minds just talk to themselves all the time. Like minds talk in circles. Sometimes minds worry. They're sort of a sort of evolved to do that in a sense. So they're gonna tell you scary stuff that's not real. They're gonna do that all the time. And and minds have those conversations. And have you noticed they also get distracted from themselves very easily. So your mind will be painting some imaginary scary picture of something that isn't happening. You're gonna get in trouble at work tomorrow, or your wife's gonna be mad at you, or whatever, you know, whatever you're worrying about. How'd you know that? <laughs> and then uh, and then, you know, the dog walks in the room and poof, now you have to go take the dog out, you know? So it's like we get so caught up in these mental narratives. And we think they reflect life because, of course, we do. Like, they seem like they do. They're talking about life, and we've been hearing them forever. But when people come to understand, oh, that's just how a mind talks. Like, that's just what a mind does. And that's universal. Everybody's mind has different stories and different content, but they all work in remarkably similar way. When people come to see that, they don't worry so much about what their mind is doing. So their mind worries and, or does whatever it does, goes down its habitual patterns. And, and we get to kind of sit back and, and think, oh, there goes my mind again. But it's very, very different when we're kind of seeing it like that. Yeah. Dr. Amy Johnson, our special guest. And the book is called The Little Book of Big Change as she decodes you know, the habits that we have, how to break those habits. We're going to learn more right after this. Sennheiser has been continuously setting trends in the audio industry. Wherever people care passionately about recording, transmitting, or playing sound, Sennheiser will be there. Artists, disc jockeys, scientists, sound technicians, or demanding music lovers, the Sennheiser name always stands for premium products, headphones, microphones, and all-around audio solutions, the ultimate in sound quality. Sennheiser. The world and everything in it delivers sound journalism grounded in God's Word through a daily 30-minute podcast. From essential headlines to feature stories to international news straight from the field, after only one or two listens, you'll wonder how you got through your daily routine without it. Listen anywhere you typically enjoy podcasts or by going to wng.org slash podcast. Dr. Amy Johnson, she joins us, The Little Book of Big Change and Overcoming Habits. What else does this book cover? Not just uh, breaking habits, but what does it get to the core of that people overlook? I think it's, uh, I think the, the kind of Trojan horse in this is seeing what's there beyond our thinking. So as as human beings, you know, we're very interested in psychology and the world of form and what's right in front of us and what's in our heads and all of that, which is wonderful. It's so cool that we have this, this vivid playground of stuff, you know, to play in in life. But, but what I think is just so awesome is when people, like I was saying earlier, when we come to kind of not worry so much about what our mind is talking about, when we come to just see that for what it is, we just aren't as tuned in over there. And that's where we get to open up to what's there beyond a constantly talking mind. That's where people kind of fall into this this quiet and this peace and these deeper experiences, spiritual experiences, or just a, a sense of connection and you know, things like that. And it's just crazy to watch over and over again because that's there all the time. It's only covered up 
by a busy mind. So when the mind gets quieter, we discover and realize all kinds of great stuff. And you say, you know, we don't need more information. We need insight. And it seems like yeah. we just want to feed it. You see it on television all the time or radio, whatever, movies. We just want to give more information. And, uh, you know, as you said, the change happens when we have more insight. But it, when you think about, is it just bad coping, uh, Dr. Amy, when it comes to our habits and, and the reason why we have habits? And what are some of the things you could think of? I mean, there's sex, there's food, there's music. How many bad habits can you mention? <laughs> Probably a lot. But, I, you know, what I think is interesting is they're all essentially the same. So I, I see them all as the same behavioral habits, substance related thought habits, like the worry one we've been talking about, feeling habits like like I would consider insecurity and jealousy and things like that. They're just habitual experiences. So they all work in kind of the same way. And that's the thing. I mean, when you talk about information and what we're being fed when it comes from out there, you know, when it comes to breaking habits, it's all at that information kind of strategic level. And there's some helpful stuff there for sure, but it's very kind of shallow. You know what I mean? Like relatively speaking, it's like do this to not eat so much, you know, do that to feel better about yourself. And, and I think we all know, you know, again, some of those things may have been helpful at times, but, but when it's a fix, when it's a Band-Aid like that, it just doesn't go that deep. And that's why our change doesn't last. It's not like we haven't changed. It's like just maybe our thinking in a moment has or our circumstances have. So what we really do is kind of look deeper, you know, see, wow, where does this ex all this habitual experience come from to begin with? And everyone is kind of, I guess, the same. I and mean, we're different, but we're the same in so many words and, and, or ways. Tell me, how are we mainly the same when it comes to, uh, you know, being stymied as far as overcoming a habit and some of the struggles? What do people tell you? And you just hear this, uh, you know, overly, over and over again. Yeah. You know, I think we're all exactly the same in the fact that when our mind is telling us stuff, when our mind is narrating life, it looks and feels super real. We just get caught up in our own heads, basically. And so, and people will say, you know, I feel like I'm my worst enemy, which everyone can kind of resonate with. Like we sort of know. There's I've no heard that since I was like in kindergarten. Yeah. It's like there's, we kind of have a sense of that exactly very early. Like it's not, the enemy's not out there. We feel like we're in our own way, which is a really telling thing. We are innocently, innocently, but we are in our own way because we're all healthy by nature. We're all habit-free by nature. People weren't born with bad habits. They're things that our mind, you know, learned and picked up on and that we now just innocently get caught up in because they grab our attention and they create discomfort and they look really real and personal. Now, as far as some techniques, I mean, you mentioned in your book, there's the power in the pause. Pausing before you act can change everything. A lot of people say Steve Jobs, he was famous for pausing before answering a question. And people marveled at that because, you know, we just kind of off the cuff, just quickly answer. But you said, let's look at two types of pause. The first pause uh, taken consciously and purposely. And uh, what is the other one? The other one is, uh, it's, it's kind of a, a natural pause. There's kind of a pause built into things. So we were talking a little bit ago about like when our mind's really busy, you know, we just hear all this stuff in our heads and life looks very frantic. 
And as our mind settles down, nothing out there has changed, but we see things in a completely different way. That's that kind of pause. So when people come into this kind of conversation that we're having and they get curious about, you know, where, where is my experience coming from and who am I beyond all this thinking? Our minds just tend to quiet. It's a, I don't, I can't explain it, but I, but it's incredibly consistent and reliable. It happens all the time. And in that, there's just sort of this, this natural pause that happens. Like we're just less grabby, you know, or less needy because we feel okay in ourselves. I like the fact that you get right to the point in your book and uh, it's just the right size. It's one of those, you know, smaller uh, books that fit in your hand, but it's got a lot of content. Um, but you get right to the point. Do you find that you frustrated some of these professionals, you know, psychologists, they take forever to be before they get to the point. Yours doesn't do that. You, you're helping people immediately. Uh, was that a conscious decision? Well, I just, I think we're just pointing in different places. You know, again, it's like, it's not about a bunch of information and a bunch of facts and all that. It's about seeing that we, we were born habit-free. So we're, we're habit-free right now, but for some thinking that's over it. So I think it's just a different, you know, a different place of looking for the freedom that just happens to be right to the point. It's very simple. Dr. Amy Johnson, our special guest, the book, The Little Book of Big Change. Most of us struggle some kind of habit we'd like to break, whether it's overindulging in food or alcohol, spending endless hours online, compulsively shopping, or being consumed by self-doubt. Our minds can trap us into habitual thinking and behaviors that lead us away from the life we want. But the truth is, you are not your habit or addiction, says Dr. Amy, and you already possess the power to end it for good. We're going to come right back with more. We're going to find out about uh, Chapter 12 here, Wake Up to the Soundtrack of Your Mind. We're going to find out what that means right after this. God has designed you for a unique purpose. Get equipped for God's call with a degree from Clark Summit University. Choose from undergraduate and master's degrees available completely online in programs like business, counseling, Bible, and education. For some programs, it's possible to earn your degree in as little as two years, or you can complete the degree you previously started. See if you qualify for a tuition discount. Answer God's call on your life and become a Christ-centered, career-ready graduate. Go to clarksummitu.edu slash podcast. That's clarksummitu.edu slash podcast. Christians in Action Missions International is actively accepting applications from those desiring to win the lost at any cost. We've been sending long-term missionaries throughout the world for 62 years. We emphasize intentional personal evangelism, equipping disciples, and planting churches among the nations. We empower national leadership to demonstrate and declare the love of God to the unreached. Journey with us as we take the gospel to the world. Log on at cinami.org. Org. That's CINAMI.org or call 559-370-4103. Okay, we're back with Dr. Amy Johnson and the book, The Little Book of Change or The Little Book of Big Change. That's what people want. <laughs> you know, big changes, little at a time. Uh, and so um, do, are you getting like uh, people on your speed dial right now? We're in, you know, like day seven here, uh, the new year. Are people <laughs> concerned after reading your book that they've fallen off the wagon? Well, no. After they read the book, they understand that there is no wagon. <laughs> they see it all very differently. But before they read the book, yeah, this is a, a busy time. So what's going on with Chapter 12 here? Wake up to the soundtrack of your mind. What does that mean? Well, it's kind of just being being somewhat aware of 
the stories and the content that comes up that derails us, you know, and it sounds very simple and it is, it is very simple in some ways, but it's crazy to see like how much thinking we have that doesn't, we wouldn't say, oh, that's just a thought or that's my mind. It just looks like truth, you know, and, and thinking comes in in all kinds of different ways. So it's really about kind of seeing that we, everything we feel is brought to us by our psychology, by thought, and it's always moving. It's always changing. And we kind of, when we kind of wake up to how that works a little more, again, it, it can be there. It can show up and do whatever it does, but we don't have to we don't have to be a victim to it. We don't have to do what our mind says. What would you say, I guess, the three biggest habits that people want to break? What are they? Oh, geez. Um, you know, definitely stuff around food and eating. And there's a million that fall under that umbrella. So that's a big one. Uh, nowadays, lots and lots of internet stuff, you know, on the phone too much, too much screen time overall, or even just overworking is I would it's not really internet addiction, but I think because things and people are so accessible to us right now, you know, it's like, we're just, that's just that drive to constantly work or lose yourself in work. Um, what else? You know, the, the one, again, most people wouldn't call this a habit, but I think worry and anxiety, I just, it's just habitual thinking that looks really real. And those are definitely huge. So I'm all three. <laughs> you probably get that. It's probably, is it usually all three or is it just, you know, one over the other? You probably, there are probably many habits come together. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Because again, like, you know, it's, we can see why, like they're all kind of the same. It's all about a busy mind, a high energy and, and the way that we reach for things to kind of quiet our mind. Well, we can reach for anything, you know, but it's all, it all kind of has that same basis. All right. What about that metamorphosis that takes place? So what's, what's going on? How do people talk to themselves and what are they thinking? All of a sudden they're, they're gaining more control over the habit. It's not uh, ruling their lives. What are some of the things that all of a sudden they, they're on easy street, all of a sudden they can do this? How, how is the, uh, the confidence level? Uh, what do you think the self-talk is all of a sudden? Yeah, I, I think it's, um, I don't think it's any self-talk that they, that they bring in. So in other words, it's not like the self-talk is definitely different, but it isn't about, oh, let me say this to myself and that's going to make all the difference. Again, it's more that like when our, when our mind just quiets down, when we're just naturally more present and, and we all know this because we all have moments when we're just right there in the moment and whatever habit you have, even when you have a very serious addiction, it's gone. There are moments, there are times when it is nowhere to be found. And so what's going on in those moments is your mind just kind of fell quiet. So again, when a mind, when people learn about how their mind works and their mind kind of falls quiet more and more, that's what you're talking about. That's when they're like, wow, I, yeah, I wanted to go eat the cookies and I just decided, no, I don't want that. You know, when they talk like that, when they're like, oh, it's no big deal. Whereas a month ago, it was like impossible to do. That's what's happened is the same, the same stuff is showing up in their experience, but their mind is quieter and they just see it and interact with it in a totally different way. All right. Now I just had three cookies today and true story. All right. Maybe, maybe two and a half. Uh, so it, let's just say I want to stop eating cookies altogether and I see you and what would you tell me? Well, I'd, I'd be curious why you want to stop eating cookies right away or altogether, but I'm getting you know, fat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, it's so, it's so funny because a lot of times I think there's like, 
this magic bullet that we want. I mean, probably, okay, if we're talking now, now keep in mind, I work with people with really serious eating disorders sometimes, but if you're saying, Hey, I'm gaining a little weight, I'm eating, you know, three, four cookies a day mindlessly when I don't want to, I'd say, let's start where it's easy. Like, why don't you just kind of be a little more aware of that? And, you know, we would talk about it more than that, but, but be a little aware. And when you want the cookies, don't eat the cookies and see what happens. Now, it's not as simple as I'm not saying, just don't eat the cookies. We all know that. It's the see what happens part. So if you come back to me and say, okay, well, I really wanted the cookies. The first time I just walked past them, I said, that's right. I told Dr. Amy I wouldn't eat them and I didn't. By the third time, like I just felt like compelled, possessed to eat these cookies. You know, We would look at that because what that is, is totally safe, totally fleeting energy moving through you. And your mind, your habituated conditioned mind saying that cookie is going to somehow make that energy go away. And it doesn't work that way. Now, it does in a sense in that we get, that's what a habit is, right? We start associating the cookie with feeling better. And so it's kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy. We eat the cookie and we do feel better. But the cookie didn't do that. We've all had millions of cookies in our lives. Sometimes they make us feel wonderful. It makes me feel better. That's That's why I eat so many. Well, you do feel better when you eat them, but the cookie's not doing that. That's the thing. Your mind Mm. is doing that. Your mind is doing that. So that's what we would unpack and explore. And you would see that's more illusory than it seems. How is it being on the Steve Harvey show? What's that? You you (laughs) Uh, That's kind of cool. Yeah, it was super fun. It's been, it was it was uh, a few years ago. I was on it twice. It's crazy. It's really surreal because they you get in there, they whisk you off to like hair and makeup and all this crazy stuff that I had never had happened before. <laughs> and you know, and you and then they tell you, they give you like a 10-minute brief on who the guests are. So I was there obviously as like the guest psychologist. So I heard a 10-minute kind of overview of what these people are fighting about or whatever, you know, their relationship issue. And then I had to like, and then Steve calls on me from the front row of the audience and says, oh, Dr. Amy, like, what do you have to say about this? And then I had to just say something for like three minutes. <laughs> oh, cool. That's neat. Yeah, it was cool though. Wow. I mean, you're, you're, I know you have a podcast too. So could you tell us a little bit about that? Because people who enjoy you right now, and certainly your book, which is The Little Book of Big Change, Dr. Amy Johnson, our special guest, uh, your website and your podcast, tell us about it. Yeah, my website's dramyjohnson.com. And uh, my podcast is called Changeable. So it's really about, you know, a lot of what we're talking about. It's this ironic way that change happens. It isn't about pushing and willpower and strategies so much as it's about slowing down and having insights that help you see things differently because that's how you get the kind of change that lasts. Well, we want to talk about more, of course. And uh, in your book, just some of the topics, I can't get to it fast enough. Here it is. Okay. Um, Your habit is a sign of your mental health too. Uh, Wisdom will show you the way, why you feel hijacked. Your habit is impersonal. These are some of the topics here in chapters. You need insight, not information. Urges are your inner alarm clock. That voice is not you. Uh, All thought is temporary and fleeting. We're going to talk more. And with a little bit of a big change, you'll discover why, uh, what's behind your habit or addiction and be able to stop all of it, you know, the source of it, drawing on a powerful combination of neuroscience and spirituality. Uh, We want to find out about that right after this. 
Charlotte Christian College and Theological Seminary believes that every Christian has a distinct calling and that he or she must boldly respond to that call. Charlotte Christian specializes in equipping the adult learner and all degrees are available both online and on campus. Degree fields include urban Christian ministry, biblical studies, pastoral studies, and more. So whether you are called to full-time ministry or as a co-vocational minister, Charlotte Christian can help you. Visit us at charlottechristian.edu or call 704-334-6882. Every day, over three and a half million children walk, bike, and ride to a Christian school every day. But many of our schools are in danger of closing. Our Christian schools are too important to our children, to our families, and to our nation to let that happen. Christian School Management at christianschoolmanagement.org is dedicated to the health of our Christian schools. Contact christianschoolmanagement.org to help your Christian school fill and stay filled with children impacting our nation. Okay, back with Dr. Amy Johnson. She's been her special guest talking about her book, and the book is called The Little Book of Big Change, uh, Overcoming Habits. It's about that time of the year, isn't it? The new year and how difficult it can be. For some, it's very liberating, you know? I mean, for the success stories, people who maybe read your book or just are able to overcome those, uh, those habits and they're free for a brand new year. Uh, and uh, you talk about spirituality and neuroscience. How does that affect us? Yeah, it's really kind of this intersection, you know, of seeing that we we are spiritual and psychological. And when we kind of get a sense of both, it seems like a lot of people, you know, innocently kind of pick a camp, like we're the spiritual people or we're the science people, you know, and I love to see that intersection together because all we are is this formless energy that then takes form as, you know, through our brains as psychology. And it's really, it's really cool. I explore that a lot in the book of how, how those really kind of work together. Tell me more. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, this is really interesting. Yeah. Well, when we see, okay, so the neuroscience side of things, uh, people are very fascinated, right, with the brain and how it works and, right, it's very powerful. To me, that's like so secondary to the bigger spiritual side of things. And it not, and I, you know, I don't mean to rank order them because they're both very important. But what I see a lot is people that get really caught up in the brain science of things and then they want to rewire their brain and change their brain and all this. And they're super empowered and they're going to do all these brain hacks and they're going to make all this stuff happen. And it loses sight of the fact that we are, we're healthy by nature. Like our, this energy that runs through us, that lives us, that brings experience to life through, through us, it knows what to do. It's the same energy that spins the planets and changes the, makes the leaves fall off the trees in the seasons. And, you know, it's that same energy is what moves through us. And so when we start to kind of look before the brain, when we look to, oh, who are we, who are we before all this form, that spiritual energy that has everything taken care of, that doesn't have problems. There are no problems there. It takes a human mind to, to make a problem or to think that there's a problem. What about our environments? I mean, you know, you, you kind of, <laughs> I mean, people have problems in the home or problems with, uh, with people and a uh, uh, man, I mean, problems with uh, employers and all that. Yeah, well, exactly. I mean, we as humans experience lots of problems, but we're looking at like like what makes something a problem? Us us calling it that, us experiencing as that. I mean, we can look at anything in life, and it's not inherently a problem. 
you know, unless we experience it as, as such. So, so it's again, kind of taking that look at like, wow, this is how a mind make, gives meaning to things and decides what's good and what's bad. And, and when we, when we see how fluid that is, when we see how our mind kind of goes through time telling us what we like and don't like and what's good and bad. And we just see that all minds do that and they all have different opinions. Again, there's no like objective thing there. They're all, they all have different opinions and even our own minds, something that looks like a problem today might not look at all like a problem tomorrow for us. You kind of like, there's a lot of freedom in that, you know, because that's like, okay, I don't have to believe everything my mind says is, is bad or wrong. Well, I mean, that's probably where someone who's healthy from someone who maybe, you know, labels or the label sticks and they think a certain way. But I mean, my goodness, it's like bad coping skills, uh, just thinking of things in, in a way where, um, you know, we become, we accept whatever label we put on ourselves, perhaps. Yeah. Uh, maybe yeah. you have to have a short memory. A lot of uh, successful people just forget about their failures. They move on. But uh, if you will, this could be like, you know, how to get rid of hangups. <laughs> this book, yeah. the little book of big change. Uh, most of the time when we watch uh, television or listen to the radio, it's all about overcoming like hangups. We have so many. Why? Well, because our, our thinking is all over the place, you know, and, our, and, and we have these egos and we think that we need a lot of stuff and we want things to go our way. And so we just, we're, we humans are kind of sensitive like that, you know, and again, like we're, we're thinking that we're not quite okay. I think that's what's at the root of all of it. We don't see that we have everything we need deep down, you know, that we don't see the power within us. We don't see what's available to us really. We're kind of caught up in our psychology, which says, not good enough. I need this. I need that. I need this. I need that. And, you know, that creates a lot of hangups. Well, Dr. Amy, is it Dr. Johnson or Dr. Amy? Which one you like better? Yeah, whatever you like, or okay, Amy. Just don't call you late <laughs> for lunch. That's, uh, Dr. Amy, so you mentioned the no willpower approach to breaking any habit. I mean, we have bought into that type of thing that the, the strong survive, you know, the, the strong person wins the race or whatever. But uh, so it's not always about uh, willpower, is it? No, willpower is a great tool, but it's not about willpower alone. You know, if it's willpower alone, we're not going to get very far. We're going to get about three and a half weeks into our resolutions. We have, to, we have to have something deeper. We have to see things and feel and see the world in a different way. You know, it's like, I always think use this metaphor of an iceberg. So if there's there's an iceberg, right? It's like 90% underwater, 10% of it you see. If you want to move an iceberg, you wouldn't go to the top of the iceberg and start beating it with a chisel and think that you're going to move the whole thing very easily. Like you that's, you know, you can do that. You might get some gouges out of it, but you're going to get exhausted very quickly. And that's that feels to me like what we do when we try to use willpower. We're just like going to beat this thing into submission. We haven't seen the iceberg any differently. Like nothing really has changed except we're just kind of bringing our will and our muscle to the party. And the, the alternative there, if you really want to, in real life now, in science, right, if you really want to melt an iceberg or move an iceberg, all you do is, well, like you don't do it, but when the when the temperature of the water rises by like a fraction of a degree or whatever it is, the iceberg is going to start melting, you know? So, mm. so the equivalent of kind of that water, that water temperature rising is us beneath the surface 
seeing ourselves and our experience in a different way. When I see that every thought that runs through my head is not mine and it doesn't mean anything and I don't have to take it so seriously, I've had a sea change. I've had an inner sea change because that doesn't just apply to my habit. It applies to all of life. Now, now I'm, if somebody says, Who's, whose thought is it then? <laughs> well, it's, well, it's no one's thought. No it one's isn't thought. A, so you don't, wait a minute. So if you have a thought and it's not your thought and it's nobody's thought, then there's no you know, attributing a no. thought that you have to you personally. That's right. So how do you, how do you reconcile that? I mean, as far as, you know, when you have thoughts and they could either bother you or maybe they can even make you happy. I mean, you're saying there's no assignment there? No, I'm, yeah, that's right. I'm saying there's no assignment because thoughts, I mean, thoughts come and go all the time. Like, I don't know how, where the ownership would take place. They occur within us, within our own minds, but I, but I, we don't think them purposely, at least not all of them, not, not a huge majority of them. Thoughts kind of just show up in our heads, right? Most of the time. I mean, so we can is that sit the and big think thing, about- People who have OCD, I mean, is that the, the big thing that they have a hard time reconciling and overcoming that they want to assign ownership or control over that and, and just accepting that, hey, you know, thoughts happen? Yeah, I think it's a big part of it. I think it's that they think if these thoughts are here, they must mean something. And that, I mean, hey, that's way beyond OCD. That's like every habit, all the hangups you talked about, like everything. We think as humans, we think if this thought just showed up in my head, well, it must mean something. It must be mine. And that's the most logical conclusion in the world, but it's dead wrong. And when we see that differently, every, that's the kind of sea change we're talking about. That's the kind of insight. It. Everything changes. I love it. That's, and I also like the fact that you say the no willpower approach to breaking any habit, I have none. No willpower no, no at No willpower, all. yeah. <laughs> well, here you go. It's <laughs> a new approach for you then. <laughs> I should be able to, you know, read this book. And, this book and, will uh, work. <laughs> yeah. And again, Amy Johnson, Dr. Amy Johnson, our special guest, a little book of big change. And uh, Dr. Amy, a master life coach who works with clients worldwide, been on the Steve Harvey Show and, and Oprah.com. And uh, you've been a special guest. Uh, we appreciate it. I hope, I, what do you want to say to those people who are, are, you know, you say there's no such thing as a setback in your book and, and not get too nervous, what would you say to people who, you know, they, they haven't yet overcome or maybe they slipped a little bit and uh, they want to overcome that habit, break yeah. the habit? What would you say? I think setbacks are just opportunities to kind of reevaluate and look again, you know? I mean, if you're struggling to change over and over and over and nothing has worked, it's not you. I can 100% promise you it's not you that's at fault. It's that there's just something you're not quite seeing. You think your thoughts are yours. You think it all means something, whatever it might be. It's an innocent misunderstanding. And, you know, read the book, talk to people, like look in a different direction besides just powering through. And there's there's a lot to see because there's hope for everyone with any issue, no question. Interesting. We love uh, you and uh, and your insight and your book, of course, uh, Dr. Amy Johnson. Changeable also is the name of her podcast. And go to dramyjohnson.com. Thanks for being on the program. Thanks so much for having me. 
Our sponsors with over 90 years experience in developing audio electronics. Bayer Dynamics stands for innovative audio products with the highest sound quality and pioneering technology. Two business divisions, consumer and installation, provide tailored solutions for professional and private users. All products are developed in Germany and primarily manufactured by hand. From headphones to microphones and conference and interpretation systems. For more information, please visit north-america.bairdynamic.com. And by Vocal Booth to Go carries a complete line of products and accessories specifically designed for voiceover actors, audio professionals, podcasters, producers, and studio owners to help them get professional results for their clients. It's your go-to place for sound treatment, soundproofing, portable, and mobile vocal booths. Visit VocalBoothToGo.com for more information. And Oralex Acoustics has one mission, to make you sound your best. Thousands of satisfied Oralex customers have experienced improved acoustics, along with free expert advice. Total sound control products from Oralex enjoy widespread use among prominent artists, producers, engineers, and corporations worldwide. Remember, it's not your gear, it's the room. Visit Oralex.com for more information. And great audio starts with great gear. And Zoom's 30-year reputation promises quality and affordability. Visit zoom-na.com today for recorders, audio interfaces, effects pedals, and more. We're Zoom, and we're for creators.